Hello guys and welcome to our brand new podcast The Fantastic Book Club. I'm one of the hosts Tanisha Roy and he is I'm Swastik. And here today we are discussing you guessed right it's Tuesday so we are discussing the Magnus Chase Chronicles and today we are starting with chapter 14. Enjoy. So the name of the chapter 14 is Four Million Channels and there's still nothing on except Valkyrie Vision. This chapter is pretty interesting because this is the time like you know things actually get heated like things start to get heated a little bit because we are finally you know in the dining hall of Odin and everything and all the people you know the thanes and everything the all the important people are here and they are trying to judge the newbies and here Magnus is kind of relieved at the beginning but yeah I am going last so okay I would know what to do like I would know how to react others are going first and so the first person that actually goes is Lars Ashelton Lars Ashelton and yeah so what did this guy do like I I was actually stunned because generally you know there is a trend of uh, signifying like the protagonist as does wonderful things all over the world and uh whatever like he, that person is generally young and that person is go- going around you know saving the world and stuff but here it is uh you know like valhalla is a place where gods come and the deeds that people do they are not what can i say a uh, global work like nobody mm-hmm. saved uh, the people who are brought out here as you know the newcomers so they didn't save the world they didn't like do that much of thing they saved a few people and i don't know i just felt that it's nice to see that uh, you know uh, save saving the world and saving a few people is being placed in the same uh, what can i say platform like they all yeah, are exactly. given the same uh, respect yes. so uh, yeah that that did touch my heart a little bit like okay like I mean, that's yeah. cool that is Small, new and cool the smallest things mean so great at when you see it from a certain perspective it just means so much more and it feels so nice uh, yeah exactly so with that what what we get to know is lars ashelton uh, okay i would call him lars because his surname is kind of weird <laughs> so uh, he just <laughs> so there was this building uh, and that building in that building a few people like uh, 1000 people were locked probably and the building was uh, starting to you know uh, catch fire and they would have died so uh, what does lars do it was uh, like the in this ship kind of setting so lars uh, goes there and tries his best you know with a uh, fire extinguisher he breaks the uh, window and tries to uh, let everybody escape and after everyone goes away he after that like he puts out the fire for everyone to go away and after that only after everybody has left he goes but then he slips and he hits his head uh, in the wall and then he dies sadly passes away so for a teenager like that is so such a brave act and uh-huh. yeah, it did make me happy that such an act was given you know the credit it deserved like they weren't like okay he didn't save the world he just saved 12 people and not 12 million so yeah good job good job well <laughs> so after uh, okay after that another a uh, case was being picked up and that case was of deed and okay, okay i didn't mention right that uh, lars um, is 
son of uh, who? Who? Lars is a son of Thor. Yeah, and Ganela is a son is a daughter <laughs> of Thor too. So uh-huh. yeah, Ganela is kind of pleased. Uh, according to the town of evens like she is okay and so who does actually uh, find out that who lars is there there this thing called vala or sin who looks like a witch comes and she throws a few rune stone on the floor and but as uh, come up there is a flag like there is a flag that comes up and uh, uh. like everybody looks at the flag and everybody is like okay thor 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 and everybody is constantly like chanting his name like it's a prayer or something like it could be he's a god after all but yeah, it wasn't a prayer it was just everybody being super excited yeah so yeah <laughs> and ganela is happy because she is also a daughter of thor which was you know like weird because thor is generally this what can i say like according to the marvels representation of thor he is serious but he's also very humorous and he's not like the way ganela is portrayed ah you well know? that's that's he the thing it's kind of mean but yeah no it's not mean it's because like that's the way thor has been portrayed throughout norse mythology he is not humorous he is more like aggressive and everything like you know everything of the <gasps> society so different yeah exactly that that see Don't you think that Marvel did that right? Like they just corrected what was the fault in somebody's character, and they just presented it to teenagers and not teenagers, the whole world in a different like way. Like everybody, the yeah. whole world. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and so that is, better. yeah, you know, when I think about a person, like there are two things. Uh, one is empathy, and another is humor. Like without these two things, a person ain't complete, right? Like. Uh, you yes. can have a bad humor but you would at least want to make people laugh like you can suck at telling jokes it doesn't matter but if uh, you want to that that matters i think like whatever yeah. because i suck at telling jokes i'm not very good at it <laughs> like i don't know uh, it's might sound weird but uh, sometimes i just want to tell jokes even if it's bad even if it's silly i just like it i mean you I just know, like to make people happy and Yeah, I think that's the sign of a nice person. Like I feel like every person should like I don't know, just make other feels better. That if that were the people what every person would feel on earth then the earth would have been a so much better place but yeah. I don't know why like maybe I told you like my brain old start like remember Joker? Joker also like to tell jokes. I don't know why I thought that all of a sudden. I haven't seen Joker. <laughs> Ah. Oh, oh! He <laughs> he wanted to be a stand-up comedian, and he wanted to make everybody laugh. But oh. everybody didn't laugh at his jokes, but they laughed at him. So he just decided to shoot and kill everybody. So oh. that's something. Oh, <laughs> that's a turn of events. <laughs> okay, I, I just that. I told it in a very light manner. It wasn't light though, but whatever. Yeah. So continuing mm. with the story after that. So the next person that you know comes up, his deed, and so uh, this uh, deed, is, she's a girl. Her name doesn't sound like that of a girl, but she's a girl, and she saved uh, children in a village school. So there were this uh, what can I say? Something like decoits. I forgot what they call them, but something like decoits came up, and they were they were like pointing guns at people, and so she flirted uh, with one of those you know, one of those people, and. then that person when that person got a little relaxed he kind of snatched that person's gun and 
pointed it around and so she got killed but she saved the children like the other children i don't know like uh, how everybody got out of such a horrifying situation because recently i was also reading one of the you know one of the articles about one of the school shootings and i don't know what kind of sick people do those these things but well, yeah she saved them that's a good thing so you see like this chapter is kind of heavy yeah it's yeah, it's, it's sad and that yeah that it's, wasn't it's, that heavy but, <laughs> i know i know <laughs> i mean uh see that's the thing that's why it is in children's book i guess or it might be a children's book we are just reading it as ya books but it's just the way of uh, like i don't know i don't feel like this is a children's book because it has been expressed later on that magnus chase swears a lot magnus chase um, is not the kind of person like i mean uh, various different social issues and like uh, very i mean traumatizing events are described here and like uh, very real like i don't know the, so many real things that happen in the real world have been described in the story throughout the course of the story and like that's why i read uh, this uh, i found this meme somewhere on instagram i guess the other day that uh, this is the reason why magnus chase would never be adapted by disney to make a movie or make a series out of it because it has so many real stuff it just cannot be reduced to a mere fantasy world i mean disney movies have a uh, pattern of dealing with serious stuff through animations and making it more emotional and making people teaching people stuff but at the same time it's just so much heavier in magnus chase chronicles like yeah it just cannot be I mean, done i uh, you know th- this uh, okay this genre of fantasy writing is generally called low fantasy uh, okay so uh, low fantasy and high fantasy uh, i'm just giving a little trivia because high fantasy are the kind of fantasy worlds where the fantasy world is the only existing world like you know uh, mm. for example uh the ember and the ashes like it is a high fantasy world because uh-huh. everything that's happened is in that world but in case of low fantasy the real world exists parallelly with the fantasy world we are dealing with like uh-huh. the real world exists like in harry potter too, you know the real harry world potter, exists harry potter percy jackson magnus chase yeah. everyone yeah, yeah. and uh, there is a parallel world where all the fantasy stuff is happening so yeah in uh, in case of uh, uh, you know low fantasies it i think it just adds a layer to all that experience that if you deal uh, like you are keeping the real world intact right you are not messing with it so it is only fear if you just uh, pick up small issues from that world yeah. and try to portray it in some ways because uh, you are keeping it so why not keep the problems to it like, uh, right yeah i mean if you're keeping the whole cutlery set why not keep the broken ones too at the same time Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. So it was decided, you know, uh, that entire or oh, what was that? Vala or Sin? Whatever. I don't know what Vala or Sin is, but she seemed like a witch. <laughs> so I would just her the witch. Okay. One of the interesting thing that she tells is uh, okay, her parents are mortal, and one of the interesting thing is she will be rising to the table of. Thanes, yeah, table of Thanes in hundred years. So Thanes are basically, you know, all those people were with golden cutlery, those uh, ones which were, hmm. you know, at, sitting nearby Odin. And that was I, I really thought that all the people sitting nearby Odin were older, 
but now it seems like since she's going to be a teenager forever but whatever like uh she would be there and that is cool i don't know that is cool that is so cool so they have interesting ways you know to appreciate their whatever contribution they gave to the world while dying because lars was told that in the next combat battle he would be decapitated and uh, you know deed was told that her arms would be cut off a lot of times in the next week <laughs> what is this what is this world like i don't know why but this bothers me this bot this bothers me especially because i don't know what happened i went and binge watched i don't know what a, a lot of crime thriller documentaries in the last few days and this is giving me very bad deja vus for of the past few days because i couldn't even sleep i watched like what 10 documentaries in the past week and oh now i can't God. sleep i don't uh, know why i did that to myself but i like doing things like that i mean yeah you don't even have that much commitment in watching any web series like how could you just watch 10 documentary thriller series wow crime like there were series like there were proper documentaries of one and one and a half hour or something like that i just wow. sat down and watched true stories <laughs> wow kudos let, let me tell you like i i i told you that i used to read a lot of crime thrillers previously and in the past year i haven't recently i read another and i was like okay so let me just search something and then i just went into the, under that rabbit hole or something whatever after this entire deed no i just, i did not just do that <laughs> not after like dwd not dd <laughs> okay after that then the next four trial or whatever that thing is happens and two of them turns out to be models and one is a son of odin and so everybody is freaking out like odin odin okay odin odin doesn't come to valhalla but he still goes and finds vibes on art so everybody is <laughs> somehow happy about that <laughs> oh. I, oh oh i don't know i am still bothered weirdly i just don't know you know one of the things like uh, rick riordan does a very good job at everything but still it kind of bothers me that all the gods that go to earth and find wives or whatever and have children none of the women go to earth and find husbands ah. right? that is kind of sexist no they are actually in the riordans there are many goddesses who like go to earth and have kids and like they are there and i mean oh man and there are even uh, some goddesses who like i mean i don't want to spoil it for you i don't even know why i'm doing this but i don't want to spoil the percy jackson series to you but there is this certain goddess who like has this pattern of going to earth at this point you know this right that gods can coexist in multiple places multiple forms at the same time no no <laughs> i don't okay i spoiled it for you okay cool now you know how odin so okay so yeah you, you, i'm not the only one who spoils things here <laughs> so now you know why odin can go to earth and be at asgard at the same time or may not be at asgard anyways so there is this one specific goddess in the percy jackson series who like goes to earth but does not have the mating ritual but she has kids and that's very specific way she was born i mean that's a very uh how can i say that depth of greek mythology has this specific goddess 
born in a very spe- special way and her, all her kids are born in the same way i don't even oh no i'm not even i, I won't even spoil this uh i'm trying so hard not to spoil this anyways i don't know but uh, okay uh, one of the things like i felt kind okay i don't know but he really humanized the gods you yeah, really did humanize the gods made that. them human but at the same time uh, don't you think that just made uh, the, all the gods sad and whatever i, I don't know but like the that people do come back here but how would you feel not you i mean i'm not saying that you would have multiple <laughs> wives but uh, <laughs> whatever like you uh, find uh, you know yourself bonded to someone in a specific way mm-hmm. and uh, then that person like grows old but you don't because you're a god and then you come back to whatever place and you try to move on have more kids and whatever and they are somewhere but you don't get to meet them like that is sad that is that is sad that is sad and uh-huh. that's the thing uh, i mean <laughs> it comes up again and again throughout the riordan was different stories like the gods and goddesses just i mean some people even have this depression centuries like we have depression periods they have depression depression centuries that they don't even go to earth anymore because they are mourning over this certain uh, person who they miss a lot and finally they get over it but that happens like oh man this happens so much and i mean the only word that i want the only adjective that i can use for the goddess gods and goddesses that rick riordan introduced is crazy like they are not sad they are not happy but they are just crazy they are crazy on another level they are sane but they are at the same time insane like they would be at the death's door like death of gods and goddesses that level of death's door and they would not give a damn about their life like they would be like okay i would cease to exist from existence okay that's cool like oh that's just uh. anyhow yeah seems like it you know the existential crisis part isn't limited to humans <laughs> yeah like i don't know uh one of the things okay let me let me tell you a, a small excerpt from an anime uh i'm not naming it because then it would be spoiling that particular ending but and the <clears throat> like uh in one of the endish episodes not the end episode but one of the endish episodes so okay <laughs> she uh, one of the characters uh, just goes there goes to one of the hilltop kind of things like japan seems to have a lot of those but like you know the grassy hill hilltops kind uh-huh. of things and i love those it's places. a meadow and yeah. yeah i have never been to like all the hills i've been to have too much snow and whatever like i couldn't just climb upwards i have to go through the roads and everything but whatever they seem to have a lot of those and so they go there and at the night like these are two two friends like two girls at 17 and you just sit there and you know one of those one of the girls is uh, going through severe depression because her ex best friend had killed herself uh, oh. over something i'm not telling what and uh, that happened like a year ago but she just ran away from her home because she didn't want to do anything because of that and she was the one who uh, discovered the dead body so yeah she's going oh, for a wow <laughs> and uh, so they just sit there and she's like okay what what am i even worth like i couldn't even save her and everything like she is breaking down because she didn't have any friend in this span of one year and when she finds this person who actually understands her and 
then the other person like the other girl just tells her that you know you look at the stars and the stars stars just look ginormous and when we look at them from here they look so tiny so i when people see you from far afar of course they would feel like you don't signify that much but when we come near and i see you i really see you you are like a star right like if uh-huh. a person wants to look at you he would be illuminating it he would be showing them direction every person is like a star if you try to you to if you put some distance between you know like not physical distance but distance they would seem so small and so insignificant but if you try to be close like you, that person would be a star that person will be burning and fiery and all the light and i don't know like i just wanted to mention it because uh, i think existential crisis what i was talking about everybody sometimes feels insignificant and they just feel like i don't care if i'll ever die like i think everybody has those moments some people seriously think about those some people don't but i think it's it's good to know that you would be a star to somebody right yeah you would be burning and feeling <clears throat> for anyone for anyone who is going through an existential crisis might i just add there's always a north star hidden inside of you you just need to discover that star <laughs> exactly like it's never too late to love yourself because yeah. as long as you have the time to you know look at yourself and just be like okay it's me and whatever i am i can be better but that doesn't discount the fact that who i am now is important like i can be more important i can be less about it doesn't matter but i am still important right now right at this moment i am not insignificant right whatever I, i sound like somebody who's very confident but i am not either so, yeah that's something <laughs> so that was a very weird note to uh end this chapter with but with that we go to the next chapter my blooper video goes viral and my teacher said that oh love you okay okay might i just add that among those those people you know before there was one person who was the daughter of hemdal who is hemdal i forgot to ask hemdal oh my god how can you forget i mean okay arguably throughout the thor movie series hemdal was like a character whom i loved so much more than even thor himself maybe at times like like the guy who would stand in the bed frost and look over all the worlds the guy with the golden eyes that's oh, him oh, oh. yeah the guy with the sword uh, i told you i'm bad with names <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i forgot everything okay so yeah she he, that person seems to be a big deal like in this universe also because everybody is kind of freaking out but no one freaked out more than knowing that there was a son of odin of course like that's the boss guy so um <laughs> after that uh, you know turn it it comes it uh, magnus's turn comes i don't know why i am sluttering so much but he comes there and he's like okay my knees are shaking and i am shaking and i'm so freaked out and like shaky shaky and everything like of course you're dead and you're having a trial after your death if you're heroic or not of course that will kind of phase you and it does phase him because he's budging and you know short clips are shown from the entire audience we went through when he was trying to kill sir 
and ganela achieved it a uh, very bad thing like people do that all the time in real world but that is a bad thing there because she edited the video and that ah, is bad. that is like uh, very very bad oh <laughs> so in the last you know when magnus was falling and stuff like that and all that jazz was going on you get it what i'm telling about like mm-hmm. talking about i don't know why i'm saying that but uh, he like sent this word of summer through sort's body and he was holding it when he took him down to the ocean and everything so ganela made it seem like he was choking sort and nobody was believing that it was sort like sort was sort i mean i don't know how how on earth there were people out there you know uh blades and hurt and everybody they saw sort and they were like he's the black one he's sort they were sure but here are people mm-hmm. who accompany odin and they're like oh that's not sort that is a sign of mustaham whatever <laughs> 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 yeah it makes sense yeah i mean i oh man yeah that was just stupid that was just plain and simple stupid of them like ah yeah like i get it the blitz and heart are special because they were you know accompanying magnus and stuff but i mean these people like they are important than other in her in her ears also because Inheria. they accompany odian in her ears and oh. and harry and this is just embarrassing and, and harry <laughs> okay whatever yeah okay yeah so it's not it's not a real world in english so it's okay so <laughs> whatever so um, they don't understand this was i don't know i wanted to punch them maybe they wanted to side with ganela i don't know but uh, this created a little bit of commotion out there because everybody was like okay so he didn't have a weapon on his hand likely it is very important to have a weapon on your hand because when you are dying to come to valhalla because you know when Uh, Lars the guy who saved people from fire and died by slipping to death that guy also had just a fire ex- extinguisher in his hand and everybody was like okay does that count as a weapon we had that conversation then like we didn't have that conversation yeah. but Sam and Magnus had that conversation then so at this point they were like okay this and that but you cannot undo right the thing like uh, UK, he, Sam brought him to Valhalla she can't send him back she can't like send him to other worlds or anything or she can't send him back to the world of living she can't do any so what will happen like sam will be punished so there is a lot of commotion out here there are guys like eric bloodax and blood otar and everybody is like okay ganila is right sam is wrong and so uh, another thing comes up here uh sam like um, the sassy sam i don't know why he did that but sassy sam has a father and that father is loki ah uh, oh my god uh, like i don't know that is different actually from the loki we know because loki is more sly than aggressive like he has an aggressive mm-hmm. side but it is kind of hidden under his inner sly nature and coy you know coy tactics and everything but yeah. <laughs> it's again Sam the marvelized version it's the marvelized version of loki that we know that is everything i know honestly like <laughs> i don't know thing Uh, <laughs> outside it so yeah yeah so um, i don't know i think so the thor in the original norse mythology is plain and simple aggressive and i mean just replace thor with a wild buffalo that's thor basically done 
<laughs> like the way okay the way hulk is when he's transformed into hulk yeah exactly that's thor that's thor in norse mythology and he's kind of stupid too like thor is just stupid <laughs> and dumb he just has a thought so, uh, okay, so hulk, hulk doesn't uh, you know apply brains Brain. at all exactly he's so he's like hulk as for loki though like loki don't would... tell me he's stupid i i would punch oh like, man loki is far from stupid loki is far from stupid he is like the one thing that is common throughout the marvel universe and whatever is that loki is still the plan maker and stuff like he is the clever person the cunning person surely but what is missing is that loki in in here like we still pity him because um like he has been through a lot because he has so many he has been tortured like physical torture has been done to loki and huh? you're going to learn about learn about that just in this book only but anyways so um there is much stuff about loki but at the same time like loki is so much more cruel like cruel as in cruel cruel like i can't even describe how cruel he is but he's just cruel but i'm i'm sure you can because like i said i was watching serial killer documentaries last <laughs> yeah it's just serial killer type of cruel i mean yeah he's just cruel so that goes with loki but at the same time like i mean every person has its has his or hers or theirs dark and bright side so yeah it's the same with huh. thor and loki too and loki too also another thing i would like to I'd like to ask you tanisha at this point why do you think like do you understand why ganela would have edited the video you have any ideas about I that mean, okay so according to the discussion that was going on here that of course like ganela is the daughter of thor and sam is the daughter of loki uh-huh. and thor and loki are at loggerheads with each other and so mm-hmm. seemingly it is a what can i say ancestral thing going on out here like they have an ancestral an- animosity so they hate each other and if magnus could be belittled it would seem like it's sam's fault for choosing magnus so sam would be punished which happens Correct. actually later but <laughs> yeah. so yeah that thing was going on out here like it is kind of explained it's not like a guess or wild guess or anything it's kind of explained out here Okay, so I so, made a stupid uh, out of myself. So I'm gonna edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so Loki was born of giants. I didn't know that. I don't know a lot of things, but I didn't know that either. Oh, you knew that. You knew that, Tanisha. Again, this was explained in the Marvels movie too. He was one of the Jotuns. I, I... the frost giants i i saw only ragnarok oh my god you do, you haven't even seen the three thor movies what no no like i haven't i was always more interested in what can i say iron man doctor strange oh man peter parker ah. <laughs> those were my sides of interest like captain america thor not really my taste anyways so loki is it it was <laughs> even in the first movie like first thor movie loki is basically like the like loki's whole full name in the marvel series is uh loki lofison and lofi being the king of the frost giants so yeah 
Thought oh. Odin's in love. Loki so, love is in. Something happens here because Sam is trying to defend, you know, her situation. Like uh, she chose Magnus, and this wasn't what was happening. She tells them that the video is edited and everything. So at this point, uh, you know, everybody's like, "She's Loki's daughter. What can we expect from her?" She's trying to explain, and they're like, "She's Loki's daughter." And well, that damn thing happens in real world too. You know, like uh, we don't see yes. that. We just live in a. What can I say? Uh, like a world where our parents are not what can I say superstars or evil weirdos, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So if we don't go, have to go through that. But there was uh, everybody knows what I'm talking about. So I would just take the name. Like there was a lot of things going on with Isaac's son, and everybody was like, okay, uh, he his father. A lot of people were like, his father is so great. His son wouldn't do anything wrong. Like that that shit was going on and. Everybody was like, "Okay, uh, he should be excused a little bit." And a lot of people were doing the opposite thing. They were kind of bad mouthing a certain. A lot of things were going on. So the entire thing about parentage is like it affects how a person would perceive the child, or a, the child's impression perceive. You know, affects the parent's impression or whatever. Okay, let me put a, a very small example. There is the book called "The Hate You Give." and it is one of the most famous books like at this point in the why why fiction dumb or whatever so uh, it is a book by angie thomas and there is a character called king and he is like the drug lord and you know the head of the gangs and everything in the underworld called of garden heights and his daughter is such a sweetheart and his son is also such a sweetheart like it's not actually his son his stepson or whatever like they are such a, such good people but uh they would be perceived badly by police like they just think that whatever they came from the slums so they are just from the slums or whatever that impression happens right like if uh, somebody comes from the slums it would be perceived that that person doesn't know manners or whatever and that happens in real life all the time so yeah that was happening here too like loki is bad loki is not bad actually at least i don't know like after seeing the marvel version of him i i don't want to call him bad so <laughs> seems like uh, they they call loki bad and so sam is probably also i don't know not the apple of their eyes exactly so yeah that is something that's going on out here and so helk is uh, you know magnus is of course feeling very unnerved by the santa situation mm-hmm. and so helk just is like you know don't worry like um even if you are not worthy they would just keep you and maybe you have a very good parents and so it could be justified anyways at the same time like you see what i'm talking about like maybe he has exactly. a good parents so even if he's not brave enough it will work it will work don't worry like he thinks that is a very good way to consolate him consolate him yeah, uh, consolate him afterwards so um, something very strange happens after that like there is that big old tree you know that tree that they named so that big old tree yeah. is out there and there is a waterfall so- falling from the tree so there is a boom like boom or bloop or something like that out here like a sound big sound comes and then everything falls silent and everybody is like oh 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 like everybody uh, is very stunned at this moment and so sam also kind of drops her axe and minus is like okay what happened so <laughs> this yes yeah, oh man yeah so, yeah so this is what goes on out here with that like we come to the chapter 16 you know 
So the name of the chapter 16, okay, let me just find it out. What was that? Nonce. Why did it have to be nonce? Like, and this nonce, they are weird creatures because they are hooded and they have a very pretty but stern face and whatever. Like they have a very dreamy kind of voice. I don't know. Like, they sound more like an anti-hero from a very bad thriller than anything, but whatever. Well, like, uh, there are always these creatures like... Uh... It's even in the Greek mythology, and it was the same we portrayed in the Greek mythology and Percy Jackson uh, world. That there are these three, and they always come in the uh, like a trio. Like that's the weird point. Like there are always these three women who like can predict the future. Like do you remember? <clears throat> do you remember uh, uh, Macbeth? There were three witches who predicted yeah. the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the same thing with Greek mythology. There oh. are these. winged creatures winged women who uh, like um, if i'm correct they have one eye in the forehead like they are almost like this eye no they no that's cyclops so they have one eye and that two on the palm of their hands like that's the only like and that eye sees future and they can predict it and it's it's the same thing with uh, norse mythology like in norse mythology the norse version of these women are uh, these norns who basically like see the future and tell you what's going to happen uh, it's getting weird but yeah okay so these nuns come there and everybody's like everybody's stunned and man this is like should i run or should i get some gifts that is a very strange interesting reaction i mean he is interesting we know that at this point so that is a very interesting reaction and so the nuns come here there and they were like you know magnus harbinger of the wolf and he's like what is harbinger and what is wolf like, he recalls knowing uh, harbinger is something he read about but he can't harbinger. recall what it was and i don't i haven't even read about it so i would have to ask you well um okay so <clears throat> i don't know whether i should spoil it for you or not like ah uh, okay can just google it if you don't know no, you won't you won't google it. <laughs> don't give me the chance googling it okay so the wolf is basically i told you about the rock ragnarok right like the original yeah. ragnarok yeah, yeah, yeah. the marvel one yeah yeah so the ragnarok means the end of the worlds and that is going to be brought about like all these evil forces in some cases they are joined with good forces too like the gods and whatever but still whatever so these okay. uh, two teams collide with each other and the world breaks down universe break, breaks down but in this specific play a very important character is the certain wolf who is basically like okay let me just see his name he is fenrir the wolf and he is very important because uh, <clears throat> okay so this wolf is supposedly so large and so vicious and so strong and so powerful that he would in one gulp uh, just swallow the sun and the moon and the light would cease from existence huh <laughs> that, that was the most weird reaction oh man but yeah that that that's the way i mean that you tell me a weird fact of course i would give you a weird fact <laughs> that's how it works 
you remember the Rahu Ketu <laughs> thing in Hindu mythology? It's the same way. Like, you know what I remember? There was probably, you know, Hanumana. Hanumana kind of swallowed the sun or something. I remember that. I, gave I don't the, remember Rahu Ketu. I, yeah, like everyone. Like they just casually swallows the sun and whatever. Like, <laughs> but I don't know. That was just weird because especially, you know, here science is also being discussed so when science and mythology are discussed at the same time it just gets very free <laughs> no, that sounded bad that sounded too bad like i mean that sounds very crazy but yeah like uh fenrir basically like you would come to know about his stories because this is the this is basically his book so fenrir is the final force oh. so Again, another spoiler. I just gave it right away. Anyways, so so you know the no, not everything. Like they just throw the rune stone on the floor again, and it comes to the entire F kind of thing that we saw back in the Randolph's <laughs> office. That F, you know, the slanted F kind of thing. Just imagine, like just imagine these three witchy women giving you an F, and you were asking for parentage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that is so symbolic. Um, yeah. yeah. People don't give an F and he's give, they're giving an F. Whatever that is. <laughs> so after that, they're like Fehu, the Ryuna Frey. So that F is probably called Fehu. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That is an interesting name for a letter. So whatever. But it's not special proof. I don't know. So whatever. Uh, they're like, it's it's of the Ryuna Frey and it turns out Magnus is the son of Frey. I have no idea who the hell Frey is. I have no idea at all, actually. But I know the band. That's all I know. But I don't know a god called You Frey. know the band? Who is he? Yeah, there's a band called the Frey. You haven't heard of the Frey? No, I haven't heard of the Frey. Oh my goodness. Who is the Frey? You, you, you. you. It's not one people, it's a few people actually. So uh, you have to listen to two songs at least. Never Say Never and How to Save a Life. Those are one of my favorite songs ah, of all time. Like, I just Googled I it and so this fray contains A instead of E. Oh, okay. So it has different spelling. I, don't, <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that's also fray actually. Whatever. So, uh, yeah, you would oh, have yeah. to listen to those songs, but whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, here, you know, um, Sam is kind of freaking out because everybody is telling her that she made the wrong choice. And she's like, but I was told to. And then she stops. So somebody did it. Somebody did tell her. I don't know if Ray told her or somebody else told her. I have no idea. But somebody probably told Sam to pick Magnus. And so she's confused that how could she be wrong? But everybody is like, no, you are wrong. We have no idea that cert. And we have, we have seen that he wasn't holding the sword at the time of his death. So you shouldn't have picked him. So we are now going to punish you. And they go to Ganila and they're like, you want to see something? And Ganila is like, you know, uh, I don't want to be bad. She's okay. I don't want to tell her anything. Uh... And, and uh, yeah, she's aggravating me too. Oh, man. So, uh, at this point, you know, they're telling Sam that, uh, you know, we have to, like, get rid of you. Not rid of you, like, not kill her, but kind of expel her or fire her from her job as Balala. And they tell her that, yeah, we have to 
uh, you know, you have to go back. And at this point, you know, she kind of starts glowing and she's like, Magnus, get hold of this word. Like she was trying to convince everybody else to that. They must get hold of this word, you know, this word uh-huh. of summer, the namesake of the bird. <laughs> and um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so she's like, uh, Magnus, you have to get hold of this word. And with that, poof, she goes, vanishes and all that. And with that, we come to the end of this chapter. Also, our episode of today. So with that, we come to the end of this episode. And I hope you all enjoyed it because we sure discussed a lot of heavy stuffs out here. Like a lot of things happened in this episode oh, or whatever. Well, yeah. And yeah. And if you want to keep, touch, keep in touch with us, you can just click on the links below. Our socials are given. I, we are more active on Instagram than anything else. But uh, yeah, you can sure follow us anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tune in anytime to listen to the other episodes. Every Saturday, we come up with a new episode in which I discuss Cinder, the first book in the Lunar Chronicles. And every Tuesday, that is, it's an episode like this where Tanisha discusses The Magnus Chase Chronicles, the first yeah. book, the Sword of Summer at this point. So, yeah, that's the end of this episode. See you next time. Love you and Stay love tuned. yourselves. Have a good life, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.